Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, what is going on? Monday, August the 15th, 2022. Appreciate you all tuning in. We are live for yet another week here on The Daily Crow. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of TDC, of the Spurs Up Show, of course. As always, I see Tony Sharp, Travi, John Edward, Noah Johns, Ben DeRosia, C. Youngblood, Daddy-O, Connor McCormish. Yes, Daddy-O, it will not be long now. We are creeping ever so close. Also, guys, in the Big Cock Club Discord, over the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. We are taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Seven, Todd Smith, Jason Derrick, Hunter, what's going on? Todd, I see your name, and this reminds me of this because I packaged up your towels last night. Anybody out there who was waiting on towels? Guys, all orders to this point that were pending. Those have hit the post office this morning. They are being shipped out as we speak, and they should be at your location. Jonathan Marino calling for the Spurs show. Here we go. Press one to send a voicemail. Press Jonathan, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Uh, nothing. Gamecock alum, uh, New York native, but um, Gamecock alum from 02 to 06. Uh, follow all Gamecock sports and the football team religiously still. So, uh, yeah, just uh, wanted to see, uh, join the show and, you know, ask a question, get your opinion on something. Yeah, I love seeing you, by the way. I saw your uh, your area code when you called, man. I love seeing you hold it down up there in New York. You know, it's funny. You guys have, I believe it's the Mason Jar. Is that the name of it up there, that, that Gamecock yes, bar? Yes, we do. I love the Mason Jar. Yeah, I, I, I'm there on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I would, I would love to check it out someday, man. I, I spent a summer in Long Island back in uh, 2019, but I did not get to make it to the city. and So I've never been to New York City before, so obviously I've never been to the Mason Jar. So I would love to one of these days, uh, one of these days just for whatever reason, come up there and experience it and hang out with it. Because obviously there's a, a contingent of Gamecocks up there in New York City. You guys hold it down. So I, I appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, yeah, go ahead and fire away with your question, my friend. All right, my question for today is, and it's kind of a question that's been in the back of my mind for a while, um, and, and um, after seeing the reports um, of the quarterback room and everything, um, now's a better time than now to ask it. Um, in your opinion, how much how much rope does Spencer Rattler have? Do You know, um, we're hoping he's the future. We're hoping he's the next. He had all that hype coming out of high school. Um but I know we have a full quarterback room. So my question is, um, is, is he the surefire number one? He struggles after a few games. Um, that's it. He's our number one quarterback or no. Um, while he's the starter and number one now with all the hype, we hope he succeeds. Um, does he have a little competition breathing down his neck if he doesn't come out and perform right away? You know, I, I think there's always competition and, and certainly Shane Beamer is going to promote that. I, I think it's no doubt that Spencer Rattler is QB1. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think the only thing that takes him out of that role is injury. I, I just think that, you know, you, you brought him in here to be the guy. You brought him in here to be your dude. And I know that Shane Beamer said that, you know, Luke Doty is making strides. 
at that position. And, and you love to hear that. You love to hear that because obviously Luke was thrust into a tough situation as a freshman, and even last year was a tough situation. Now that he has the opportunity to sit behind sit behind someone and grow and learn and get better as a player and learn the playbook, I think it could be it, it could be massively beneficial for him. But Spencer Rattler's the guy. I mean, he's QB1. Again, you brought him in to be QB1, and I think the only thing that's going to take him out of that role, even if he doesn't play great, I, I just don't think it's going to be – I mean, this isn't this isn't Steve Spurrier head coach, right? They're not going to be rotating quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, and I think you will – you will cause more harm than good if you have that quick trigger and that short leash, if you will. So I think unless there's injury, which, I mean, again, knock on wood, there's not, um, I think you will see Spencer Rattler at the position. I think you'll see him under center all year long. The only time he will not be in there is hopefully we have some games in which we're up by three or four scores and, and uh, you know, we can get some of these backups and these youngsters of Luke Doty, get those guys in there. But Spencer Rattler's QB1, and, again, I think you will uh, – you know, you're going to ride or die with seven. That's bottom line. I think you're going to ride or die with seven. So um, hopefully it's, uh, it leads to a lot more victories than, than defeats, if you will. But, again, Rattler's QB1, and I, I see injury the only way he that is not the case. All right, perfect. I like that answer. And it's funny you mentioned in your answer, you probably knew what prompted me to ask that question. You're absolutely right. Furrier right. with that constant quarterback rotation, you know, you – you passed gas in the wrong direction. You know, he was going to put someone else in. So, you know, I, I'm glad to, you know, see that it seems like Beamer, you know, he, he likes to give his guys a chance and stay behind him. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely, man. I, I don't know that Beamer is really wired that way. Um, I don't know that Beamer is really wired that way. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um no, I, I think you're going to see Rattler the entire year. I mean, again, I, I love hearing that Luke Doty has made strides. I really do. I, I love that Luke Doty's made strides, but th this is the Spencer Rattler show this year, and we'll go as far as seven takes us, bottom line. All right, good. And um, I hope I hope this could be a year that uh, my uncle, he's um, born down south, Georgia, Georgia boy, big Bulldogs fan. I really hope I can spend the next year talking his ear off about how we upset them. Mm. It's been years since I've been able to throw it in his face. I'm hoping this year could be one of them. I hope so, too, my friend. Trust me. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope so, too, genuinely. All right. Thank you so much, man. Hey, I appreciate the call, my friend. Call in any time. Thank you so much. Great stuff coming up from New York. Excuse me. Coming up from New York. Yes, we will have Steven Garcia. <clears throat> on the show here in the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, Jeffrey Knox says, hey, man, just want to let you know you do a phenomenal job. Keep up the good work. Uh, Jeffrey, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for the kind words. Ryan Hood said he's waiting for uh, Shadow of Death Valley to call in. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be the day. He, he's too busy with his, with his, with his six-figure job, his $100,000-a-year job to call into the, to the show. I, I just – I'm not really going to talk about it a whole lot. It's funny because sometimes I'll entertain the Twitter banter because – it does make Twitter fun. It, it makes Twitter fun. And I called out the Clemson Slapdicks and their content creators or lack thereof last week. And I completely stand behind them. I mean, the fact that you're 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 the 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 Clemson content creator that's giving me the most of a of a jab is a guy that is not even doesn't even have the nuts to put his face on Twitter. Um and listen, I know people work in professional settings and they work Dude, you're not saying anything that's so over the top you couldn't put your face out there, your name out there, even just a, your your voice out there. So don't give me that bullshit, that excuse. Um whatever, bro. Whatever. I mean, I, I just bro, it's 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 such a such a weak 
flex to try to flex on your paycheck. And I, I, I can assure you folks, that's one thing I will never do. You won't see me on my, my personal Twitter or Instagram flashing my money and waving money in the face and all. Cause it's just, dude, if you have to do that, you ain't getting it. If, if you got to tell people, well, I'm, I'm doing my six figure job. I'm, I'm going, I'm making a hundred grand. What are you just like, bro? You ain't really got it like that. What are you really insecure about? Are you in the small cock club? Are you five, seven? Like, wh- what are you hurting about? Who, what is her name? She hurt you that badly that you got to try to flex a six-figure job? Come on, bro. You got some other insecurities, some other demons you're fighting if you got to go on Twitter and talk about how much money you make. Like, bro, give me a fucking break. And that's what everybody thinks. Like, you look like an idiot. You look like a clown. I'm saying this from a place of caring, by the way. I'm saying, like, in the future, don't do that again. Just, just You made yourself look dumb. Don't do that again. Don't do that again, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, no, we had some fun at uh, Shadow of Death Valley's expense yesterday on social media and even this morning. And, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. So, hey, it means kickoff is close. It means kickoff's close. Hey, I apologize. I I, I didn't mean any disrespect on my short kings out there. But, hey, if you're a short king, embrace it. Be a short king. But there's some out there you know that don't take on the mentality of being a short king. They take on the mentality of being insecure, just gotta gotta project at everybody else. So hey, I ain't I ain't I ain't hating if you're whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just just making the point that uh, it's coming from somewhere. There's some insecurity shining through when you got to go on Twitter and say I'm, I'm making six figures. It's like, bro, who gives a shit? Like, really? So I I, don't, I have nothing to prove on the financial side. I mean, listen, I get to wake up and and uh, do what I love to do every day. And, and it's, and it's, a, it's a blast. It's a blessing. And, and I can assure you, we are, we are well taken care of on this side. So again, I want to say, I didn't mean any disrespect to any of my short Kings out there, the five, seven club, uh, Chris Miller. I see Michael Shuford, my bad boys. I, I didn't mean anything of it. Hey, I don't care how tall or how, whatever you are, but like, again, that situation it's like, bro, come on, man. Come on. Like, like, what are you, what are you, what are you really hurting about? Again, what's her name? What's her name? She hurt you. My guy, what's her name? Say her name out loud. Um, anyways, uh, we got Steven Garcia jumping on here in. Okay, and Steven Garcia is also jumping on Crane and Company. So Steven's got a very full day today. He's got a very full day today. Um, guys, we talked running backs, by the way, on today's show. Great podcast, I think, this morning. I, I thought it was a phenomenal show. Uh, we also, this morning, had a great conversation with our friend Tim Hill. You guys might recall Tim Hill from the 107.5 The Game Days. Uh, he's now got his own show, Tim Hill Undrafted Free Agent. I, I'll tell you this. Doing what I do, producing content, I, I don't consume a lot. Tim Hill will be a guy, though, that I will consume his content because he is a very level-headed, grounded, realistic, well-informed, entertaining Gamecock content creator. And you know what? That is something I, I really resonate with and I'm drawn to. And again, our conversation only reinforced that. He actually came out to my, my Fort Mill Carolina Alehouse TSUS tour, if you will, last week as well. Um, you know, really, really exciting stuff. So I, I appreciate Tim for taking the time. And it was an absolute pleasure to chat with him. Absolute pleasure to chat with him. Um, let's see. Let's see. Guys, I'm just going to say this. If you leave something stupid on my personal Instagram, I'm going to block you. So I just want to throw that out there. I'm not a huge block guy, but yeah, I will do that. Um, 
Anyways, guys, Stephen Garcia jumping on in just a couple of minutes. I'm going to go ahead and send him over the link. Appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Also, if you're not subscribed uh, to the Daily Crow podcast version, the Daily Crow podcast version on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast, you can find it there. So if there's any conversations, obviously this conversation with Garcia, you're only able to hear parts of it. Um, or you just want to go back and listen to it, you can do so. I mean, obviously on YouTube, we appreciate it. But if you do want to listen in podcast form, you're on the go. It's great for folks on the go. And make sure when you do that, you subscribe, you rate the show as well. We really do appreciate that. And uh, excited now, like I said, guys, to offer the podcast to you guys in, uh, excuse me, offer this show in podcast form. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get this link over to Garcia. There's been a couple of you that have reached out with questions. If you have any questions, leave them in the chat, and I might ask him a question or two. Um, yeah, so again, today, I guess the, 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 the theme of the first 15 minutes of this show is embrace our short kings, man. Embrace our short kings. They don't flex your money on Twitter because nobody thinks you're cool or funny. Like, nobody thinks you're cool. Everybody thinks you're a loser. Everyone thinks you're a loser. Bottom line, everyone. I promise. Everybody's laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. Um... Anyways, guys, great podcast this morning. Check it out. Uh, TSUS Tour hits Augusta, Georgia this Thursday. Really, really exciting. Uh, really exciting stuff. Really excited to get back into the CSRA and get out there and hang out with some CSRA Gamecocks. And we sit just 19 days away from kickoff. 19 days away. 19 days away. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Um, yeah, I see you guys, your comments about Tim and the vaccine and all that. Again, I'm not going to get into that crazy conversation today, but we did talk about that. We talked about the end of his career at Cumulus and 107.5, the game, and uh, he went in depth on that and his reasoning behind everything. So if you guys, obviously you want to listen to the show on Wednesday, that conversation will drop on the podcast on Wednesday. You guys can hear that entire conversation. Um, and of course we also talk Gamecocks, really exciting stuff, man. We, we are officially in the week, by the way, of like where I'm by the end of this week, I'm going to be so itching for kickoff. It's going to start to like almost wear on me. Like I, I just, I am so ready for toe to meat leather because we have so many question marks. We have so many questions and things we want resolved that the only way we will get them resolved. The only way we'll get them resolved is kickoff is kickoff. David Sykes, you're in Evans. How about it? Hey, we'll be at Carolina ale house Thursday. We'll get it rolling at six o'clock Carolina ale house uh, over there by where target and the movie theater and all that is. Um, so, somebody just texted in asking for a link for towels. Yes, I will gladly send you a link for the towels. And everybody else, make sure you get your towels, guys. Make sure you get your towels. Peyton Ledwell, I wish you would have Tim Hill on your show once a week during football season. Would you consider it? Yeah, I would. Absolutely, I would. Um, we are filled up in regards to uh, guest appearances for the week, but I, I certainly will get Tim Hill back on the show. I think Tim Hill would be awesome to have on the show. Uh, we are waiting, guys, for Steven Garcia to jump on the airwaves, the Roach King. The Roach King. We're waiting on Roach King. I don't know what Roach King is doing, but we are waiting on Roach King. So let's all be patient and waiting for Roach King. All right, cool, cool. He said he's about to hop on in just a second. Uh, Braddock843 says, Curious, do you play NFL or college fantasy football? I I'm actually playing NFL fantasy football. We have a big cot club fantasy football league also. Um, I have not played college fantasy. I just feel like it's, it's just too much. And, and I'll be honest with you. I will not be jumping into any more fantasy football leagues because it's just too much to keep up with. I mean, I, I'm not somebody that wants to be in like 20 different leagues. Um, I'm good with like one or maybe two. I think I'm going to be in two this year. 
but nah, I, I, I'm, I'm so yeah, but I do play. I do play. We've also got our runyourpool.com pool, which we'll be picking all the SEC games against the spread on a weekly basis, and it's free entry for everybody. And whoever wins gets a $150 gift card to fanatics.com for a South Carolina Gamecocks jersey. So that's really cool. Make sure you join runyourpool.com, and it's the Spurs Up Shows pool on there. We also have posted it on social media. I've also got it in our link tree, link in bio. Click that. You will see the runyourpool.com link. So join it today. Um, join it certainly before kickoff gets here. Hey, you got to join it for week zero because Vandy plays Hawaii on the island. You want to make sure you get your pick in for that game. And I'll be tweeting out my picks and all that good stuff also, guys. So, um, again, really exciting stuff, man. Great way to kick off. It, it's so much fun to kick off the week with Steven Garcia. I mean, he really gets our blood pumping. He gets us rolling. He gets us rocking. It's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Hunter Johnson, do you think Connor Shaw ends up being the legend he is if Spurger doesn't kick Garcia off the team? It is interesting to think what happens if Garcia doesn't get suspended. You know, do they win 11 games? I, I mean, there's nothing to say they wouldn't, right? There's nothing that says they wouldn't, you know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's go ahead and get him on. He just jumped onto the show in the studio. Throat King. Live with the- <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? I love the hat. It's a nice That's switch it. up. Yeah. Yep, had what, to, man. What, what, what inspired it today? What, what, what inspired the, uh, the, uh, the cowboy fit? Well, I'm uh, currently cleaning my uh, room up right now, and there's just a ton of shit. So I haven't seen this hat in a while. I haven't worn it in a while, so I figured, why the hell, why not? I love it, man. Never a bad time for a rodeo, for sure. Um, yep. Anyways, man, how's everything been? Obviously, we haven't talked to you in a week. Um, everybody's excited to hear from you once again. Uh, how's everything been for you recently? Good, good. It's uh. Kids started school on uh, last week, Wednesday, so finally got a little chance to breathe a little bit. Um, but, yeah, everything's uh, everything's been good. You know, now that, uh, like I said, school starts, so the training's going to be calmed down a lot uh, just going on Saturday and Sundays. But other than that, everything's uh, pretty kosher, just trying to trying to get the house in order right now. I got you. I, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of guys, I was about to say, that are starting up uh, high school ball, right? Probably yes, I did. Week. Yes, I did. I'm just – I'm reading the uh, – the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if you could see the comments. I love that. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. asked if you cracked a beer. <laughs> Wouldn't be the road train if you didn't. I Which, exactly. On that note, by the way, I, I want to let the masses aware, obviously, you've been texting me and Roach Rant merch, we feel like is probably imminent at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to text, uh, text my guy again as soon as we get done and uh, see what the hell's going on. Hopefully, hopefully we can get it done today. Yeah, this is our version of an NIL deal for Steven Garcia. So make sure when we drop this, y'all go crazy. I mean, obviously, I know I'm going to be rocking it. He's going to be rocking it. Um, the Roach Rant merch will be absolutely legendary. But, Steven, uh, again, man, it's always a pleasure. We sit now 19 days away from kickoff. I'm going to start on a different note, though, because for whatever reason, I'm, I'm sure you know none of us can figure out why. I've been getting this question. A lot of people, you know, now i got people flooding me, right, texting me, calling me, hey, man, can you ask Steven this? Can you ask Steven that? Ask him this question. You know, I've gotten a lot of questions about the Chick-fil-A Bowl, man. I don't know oh, why. Bro, what happened? I, because I feel like there's a lot of, like, a lot of stories, and I know I've had you on before, and you're like, bro, that's complete bullshit. So what actually happened? Was it night before the game, week of the game? No, it was, it was the first night. Um, that we were there and, uh, yeah, the first night and, uh, this girl that I knew, um, from school, I knew she lived in Atlanta and I was like, Hey, uh, 
we're in town. Uh, we, what's going on? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually hanging out with uh, some of my girlfriends. And I was like, even better. Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's Coach Spur had, like, one rule. And it was like, you know, don't bring any any girls to the to the hotel room. And I was like, eh, we'll, we'll see if I can. I mean, I'm used to breaking rules. Why the hell not right. break this one? Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, me and, uh, me and my buddy Cliff, or my roommate, Andrew Clifford, um, yeah, we had – like five or six girls in there and you know we're just sitting there drinking and shit then we had the curfew check and they were hiding in the um blinds like the curtains like behind right here they were hiding in something like that and in the uh in the bathtub jesus so the coaches didn't see it and then the cliff's dumbass went to go get ice he hates when i tell the story he went to go get ice because his freaking bourbon was uh was wasn't or was i guess room temperature at this point so he's like stumbling out there and their coach is like dude what are you doing like get your ass back in the room and he's like stumbling so they follow him back in and Next thing you know, they see all the girls and they, uh, <laughs> Coach Fitz chews our ass out. And he's like, we're going to see you guys at 5 o'clock in the morning. Get ready to go. Me and Cliff, literally, we hear banging all the doors like the freaking apocalypse was happening. And we didn't answer. We completely forgot what the hell happened. And uh, he, I, I almost quit football that, uh, that workout. He had the uh, incline. Mind you, there's, this is a hotel. So there are, like, regular people that are just in there just on a treadmill, just kind of lifting, like, the bullshit weights. He has me and Cliff on an incline as high as you can go, as as fast as you can do it. And we were doing like 10-second sprints. And I literally I, I stopped running. I said, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm fucking done. And he goes, you're not done. And Cliff is like trying to motivate me. Like, come on, Steve. And like, you got you to gotta finish up. I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I will fucking quit football today if I have to do another one of these. <laughs> like my mouth, I felt like me, myself, and Irene. My mouth had the worst cotton mouth I've ever had in my entire life. I felt like my teeth are like, like it was awful awful god i'm getting i'm getting just sick just thinking about it <laughs> but it was not the night before the game it, it was no. Probably, no. probably like a good week before i would i would assume yeah well, i think it was like three or four nights before i mean it, it was literally the first first day first night we were there yeah it, it's like i've told you man it's it's crazy how the stories over the years evolve and it's like the fish gets bigger every time like, like i told you literally i saw a guy i guess this was last season rocking a five jersey and i was just like yo that's a sick jersey he was like yeah, man, it's, it's Stephen Garcia. Man, I remember when he was doing, uh, you know, he was like doing crack before the SEC championship. And I, I'm just like, bro, it's like, but by, by, in 10 years from now, they're going to say you were doing meth. Like, oh, I just for like, sure. At halftime, like, I'm sure. Right, right, right. It, it's just wild how that evolved. But that's interesting because, I mean, obviously, I, I don't think you ever really went in depth on that story on, on our airways when I got you on. So, yeah. I mean, and like, be, like you said, just doing normal things. These are normal yeah, things. Yeah. And truth, truth be told, man, like, that's. You know, there's no doubt I like to like to party and hang out and shit. But um, like after Wednesday nights, like during game weeks during the season, Wednesday nights is when we went to I believe the place was called like Delaney's for like pint night. Yeah. And five points, and that was literally the last night that we drank before the game. You know, there might have been a few times they were playing like, you know, kind of a cupcake team that we'd party like on a Thursday night. But you know, Friday night we we were in a team hotel. We couldn't do shit. And yeah. even if I wanted to, I mean, even if I could, I wouldn't want to. Um, you know, just you got too much respect for the game at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's no truth to like the yeah Garcia played Bama hungover and threw. For no, whatever. no, no. <laughs> now the now the party after the game, party after the Bama game, I'd have to that, imagine that got a little that got a little uh, wild. That was that yeah, was a pretty I mean, wild, pretty wild. I think Swearinger told me he was like, dude, he's like, we had a block party in Five Points, like straight, yeah. up, like village, all that, just the whole nine. Oh, it was it was insane, and then. uh I mean, I'm, I guess they all came back to my house afterwards. I mean, yeah. it was – there was probably 
and I talked to Cliff about it. There was two parties that I distinctly remember. It was one that was after the Bama game, and the other one was uh, that same year on uh, Halloween. And I, I'm not kidding. There was there was maybe two or three hundred people at the house, and it was like shoulder to shoulder, and people are just. I'm, about to say, I'm sure I'm sure a house oh. that was not made for two or three hundred people. No, 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 no. But it was <laughs> it was incredible. The neighbors the neighbors loved it. Yeah. Dude, speaking of Cliff, by the way, I, I don't know if I saw this on, like, my old memories or he brought this up, but you've got to tell the moped pizza story. Like, what is, what is – I've seen this, and I'm like, what, what? We got to get – I guess it was – maybe it was you highlighted the article. I, I don't know. I, this came up in my memories or something, though, where it's like – and the picture is literally you and him, like, laughing. And it's like, you know, obviously at practice or whatever, but, uh, you know, it, for people that don't know what we're talking about – he was riding his moped, carrying a village pizza, and got in a wreck and had like a concussion or something like that. So it was we were at a we were at our one of our teammates' uh, place in Olympia Mills, and uh, we're partying shit. And I ended up going back um, to the house. We were we were staying at Aspire at this point, which I don't even think it's called that anymore. Um, so my place right by Olympia, and uh, I guess he called Papa John's or something. So he went uh, he met the guy at Papa John's and was gonna take the moped over. And I was, I was already knocked out at this point. I guess they were like knocking on the door, trying to wake me up. I don't remember that at all. I was sleeping. Um, and I guess some girl found him in the middle of the freaking uh, parking garage, like with a scooter on his leg and he's got blood and shit all over the place. The pizza's still intact though. He did save the pizza. And uh, <laughs> so he calls me the next morning. I was like, dude, where the fuck are you at? And uh, he's like, yeah, man, I'm at the hospital wearing bowling shoes. I guess he was wearing bowling shoes when we went out and uh, he told me the story and it's just, it's unbelievable. I remember the, the article was like pizza wielding quarterback uh, gets a concussion and like falls off the moped or some shit. Oh my God. We're going to have to get him on and let him tell that story. Cause it's, it's yes. unbelievable. His version yes. is unbelievable. Yes. Yes. He, he was riding around, riding around a moped like this, holding the pizza, like a damn delivery guy. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you and cliff, your sidekick. I mean, really oh my God. I'm it, telling uh, you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a blue mountain state representative here, but you need to watch that show. Yeah, I do for it, sure. It sounds like on a daily basis, that was y'all's y'all's lives. Um, which it, by the way, fun, side note, Steven, it's kind of funny. We we've got you right here on the stream and it's your face is just frozen and like the funniest looking, goofiest looking face. I don't know why you look like Lord Farquaad in that. Hat, though, at the can, can you, can you screenshot it? I, I can screenshot it. Yes. Yes. I can screenshot it. And you got to send me that. Send you what I'm looking at. Um, it literally looks like a Lord Farquaad app. But either way, uh, I don't know why it's doing that. And I forgot, of course, to put the phone line on Do Not Disturb. Either way, um, Stephen Garcia with us, in case you guys did not know, every single – which I don't know where Stephen just went. Every single Can you Monday, see me? I cannot see you right now. I don't know what happened. I cannot see you. Um I don't know his internet connection. Maybe it's my internet connection. I think my internet connection is fine. Uh, going in and out. Hey, technology is great until it isn't. Connor says it's not frozen. So I don't know if Steven can hear me at this point. I'm going to try to kick him and get him to join back into the stream. Let's see. Um, so nobody says it's frozen. Is it just me? Is it just me? Here, let's put him back in. I don't know. I'm going to try to refresh this actually. Uh, let's see. Maybe my shit glitched. I don't know. 
Maybe my stuff glitched. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're going to try to get Steven back in here. It's the first time we've ever had Muschamp hackers have infiltrated. And it would not be right, right, if the, if the Muschamp hackers did not infiltrate this. Here we go. All right. Looks like Steven's back in here. Steven, my apologies. You, my friend, just experienced what my audience likes to call the Muschamp hackers. That's I, I'm reading the comments. That's hilarious. Yeah, the uh, dude. Every time I do something, if the if the audio goes out, video, Wi-Fi slow, must champ hackers. And then lately, it's evolved into like Kingston hackers and Martin hackers. Basically, like any coach, I call for their job. It's like they think they're sending like minions to, to, to mess with the content. So, which you know what, you know what, I, there are probably crazier, crazier uh, theories out there. So, for sure yeah. there's no doubt and then especially yeah. in this day and age you never know yeah. I, I was gonna say by the way dude i i never heard of the duck duck go thing until you mentioned it and i swear like in the last week i've seen like a billboard and signs and like really there it is yes that's kind of how that normally works right you notice things like that whenever you like hear about them or or or, or they're all listening to us so <laughs> that too <laughs> that too that too um, Steven, again, we sit 19 days away from kickoff. Um, it's funny, man, we, we get to this point and, and I, I know for, for the players, even more so they feel this, but I, I'm, I, I get about two weeks away and I'm like, I'm just itching so much. I'm like, okay. Like, cause there's only so many ways you can break it down. You can dissect it. You can talk about it. And on that note, I'll ask you, I mean, things are a lot more, uh, social media is much more prevalent now. I mean, you hear everything, you see everything. Cause I remember back. I mean, I remember watching college game day way back in the day, like when David Pollock was at Georgia. So this would have been before you. And like, I never forget Pollock. I think he did a segment on game day where he's like, you know, I don't read the newspaper. I don't read press clippings and like how things have ever changed. How did you stay away from all the noise? Because maybe social media wasn't as big as it is now. Hey, we were rocking on MySpace. You know what I mean? We were, we were getting right. after it. But uh, how, do, how did you as a player, because I mean, obviously – when you're playing for an SEC school, there's pressure, there's chatter. When you're the quarterback, I mean, it's it's to a different level. How, how did you stay away from it? What Did you find it hard to block it all out and ignore the noise? Not really. Um, there was no way to block it out or ignore it. I mean, it's just you just got to embrace it. Um, I mean, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, it's 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 a college town. It's, there's no pro teams. Like, that is all people give a shit about is, <laughs> is the football deal. So – and athletics in general, but, you know, the thing specifically football. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just kind of just embraced it. You know, it is, it is what it is. And, you know, if you can't handle that, uh, a little bit of noise, then you're, you're in the wrong business. You're in the wrong position. So, yeah, I just kind of just embracing it. Like you said, though, it was a lot different back then without, you know, Twitter and Instagram and all the other bullshit, um, social media. But, you know, I think, uh, I think the guys for the most part kind of have their heads on their shoulders. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you don't envy these guys, right? Because like you said, it's, it's you know, back when you played, again, you could choose to, like, I think not go on message boards or, or what. But, like, it's impossible to ignore it now because nobody wants to not be on social media wholly, right? And, like, building a personal brand and all that and being on there, like, you want to set yourself up for the next thing in life, whether that be right. you, go to the, you go to the league or maybe some guys do want to get in the media. I mean, now with NIL, heck, we're seeing guys with their own podcasts that are, like, on the team. So, I mean, but you're going to see it all. And, I mean, you yeah. know Twitter is not the place you go to if you want to have well-thought-out, reasonable banter with people. It's just not. It's just not, no. bro. It's, it's no. a shit show. It's a pure – I know you – to to this day, I mean, like you said, man, there's Clemson fans that chirp you, and you're like, why are you chirping me? I didn't lose to y'all. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> like, 
it's 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 yeah. baffling it truly is baffling and i just you know it is what it is but yeah it's it's hard to have a, a normal conversation with pretty much anyone at any level this at this day and age if you have just the slightest little yeah. something you say something that might be slightly offensive it's like all hell's break loose you're a freaking hitler yeah. sympathizer it's like dude <laughs> shut the hell up like my god you don't have, I don't, you, you, i'm not trying to offend you but if you feel offended that's that's on you i yeah. i don't know what to tell you did you? I'll so, ask you this. Did you ever, after a game during your playing days, did you ever go to like the message boards and just like, I wonder what they're saying about the way I played? Like, no, did you ever do? No. no. Okay. I didn't no. think so. I was just curious. You know, I'm sure there are guys that do that, though. I, I'm sure there's, there are. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, people, uh, people do not hesitate to uh, let their feelings be known, whether you had a good or bad game. Um, so, you know, getting back to that, like, you know, being offensive or, you know, saying something that might be construed as offensive. It's like, do you have any idea what people used to tell me and call me and shit? Like, I could care less. It just, you just got to let okay. shit roll off your back. I'll never forget playing against Bama in 09, and I'm sitting there in warm-up drills, and these freaking stupid-ass kids wearing their little bow ties in 900-degree weather are like, hey, Garcia, why don't you take your fucking ass back to Mexico? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking Cuban, you dipshit. <laughs> And they were like, ah. I was like, oh man, you guys are fucked up. The sor- the sor- uh, the, the uh, fraternity guys from Bama, God, oh, the gift God. that keeps on giving. So, so brutal. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about that SEC road venues. I, I think I've probably we've mentioned this on the airways before with you on, my, on our interviews and stuff. But most raucous or most most uh, most brutal environment you ever experienced. Brutal house, though, like just fans talking crazy shit, fans or just all over just, you, just just like where you got heckled the most specifically. Oh, uh, shit, I got heckled everywhere. Um, believe it or not, Arkansas was extremely uh boisterous, and they and honestly, like, I actually laughed, it was actually hilarious. Some of the shit that they were saying, um, I mean, I'll never forget it, and it's, it's a terrible story to even say. And I'm sure if he listens to this or gets wind of this, he's going to get pissed off, but I could care less. Um, we're sitting there, and I think we were getting our ass whipped by Arkansas at this point. And there, some of their, like, fans, I, I don't know I don't know if it was a kid or an adult. I don't know what it was. But they were, like, talking about Scotty Spurrier. Um, they were, like, hey, Scotty, you look like a fucking lawn gnome. What are you doing out there? And just going crazy. They were, like, hey, don't you don't you got a race at uh, the Belmont this weekend? Or, oh, like, just calling, like, a horse shock and shit. And, Dude, we're sitting there. I'm like surrounded by a bunch of teammates, and we're like looking at each other, like side eye. We're like, "Oh my god!" Just kind of like laughing under our breath. I mean, I felt bad, and then I guess somebody put that in the uh, in one of the newspaper, the South Carolina like magazine or newspaper, whatever school campus deal. Like, yeah, uh, why is why is Scotty Spurrier on special teams? He's a lawn gnome sitting out there, and he like oh. cut out the paper and like play, put it in his locker as like motivation. I'm like, dude, I mean. You can be motivated all you want. It's not going to help you, like, get taller, you know? <laughs> but I love Scotty, man. Scotty's oh, a good dude. Um, I do like Scotty a lot. I got to hit him up. I haven't talked to him in a minute. Oh, my gosh. But, that's beautiful. But if he hears that story, I'm sure he's going to get pissed off. <laughs> I, I imagine being the son or, or, like, just in the Spurrier family. That's interesting. Like, your your dad is Steve Spurrier. Like, that's, Yeah. That's got to be an – I mean, you you played for the guy. Can you imagine him being your father? I mean, that's just – God, no. <laughs> God, I no. I, I, I would I, – I like, that would be – you know how they had, like, the, the Osbournes back in the day and they have the Kardashians, oh, yeah. like, I, the Spurriers. I, I would love to know how he operates on a day-in, day-out basis with family. 
Like, that would be hysterical, actually. That would be must-watch TV. Yeah, like, like, how does he does he coach up his own children? I don't know. Oh, there's um, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But it seems like from the stories everybody. I heard, Jerry Spurrier would be like the greatest mother of all time. So I mean, oh, she's unbelievable. Yeah, she is that's, unbelievable. That's greatest coach's wife. That's what everybody. Yes, says. greatest coach's wife. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's Did absolutely you, no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, Stephen, because I'm just thinking about you know the stories I've heard about Jerry Spurrier. Did you have any? Pre-game rituals, anything you did to, to get ready, like something you did before every game? Uh, not anything, like, that superstitious-wise, no. Um, but for, like, to, like, kind of get, like, in the in the game-type mode, um, I listened to the soundtrack of Last of the Mohicans. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie or heard that soundtrack, but it gets you fucking jacked up. And I remember I'm sitting there, like, just, just crushing it, just going absolutely – I felt like a freaking Native American just getting ready to – Go scalp some motherfuckers. And uh, I'm sitting there just going crazy. And Coach Bird is, like, right in front of me, like, talking to me. I'm not paying any attention to him at all. I'm still just, like, I look like I'm on freaking crack. Just, like, going fucking berserk. And uh, he takes my my ear thing out. He goes, hey, what are you listening to? And then he puts it in here. He's like, man, last of the Mohicans? That's what you listen to? I was like, yes, Coach. I like it, man. Yes. <laughs> he's like, ah, dude. He knew what it was. He knew he's what like, it yeah. was. He's like, yeah, you, you don't listen to that rap bullshit, huh? I said, I do not. <laughs> I am last of the Mohicans, man. I'm ready to go to freaking war. Oh, God, dude. I, hey, I, I will say I've gotten a lot of comments about you and doing the Spurrier voice. I think people think you're pretty damn good at it. So, But you should be. I mean, you heard it. I mean, I heard it. It's, I hear it in my nightmares to this day. <laughs> that, uh, that thing you posted and tagged me, it's like, God, the worst nightmare of all time with his, like, voice or whatever. Yeah, Brian Maddox or whatever when he's like, yes, it, yeah. Steven. Come yeah. on. Damn it, Steve. God. God, that was brutal. Brutal. <laughs> he stayed on oh, your case, man. He stayed on your case for sure. For for good reasons, you know. I think about it all the time. It's like, man, if I just would have done some some stupid stuff that you know I thought it was stupid, and you know I still think it's stupid. But if I just would have done it, we would not have had as, as many altercations as we did. But you live and learn. You know, I was a young kid and thought I could get away with pretty much everything. I couldn't get away with shit. I I even told him myself <laughs> half the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, like, everything you did, you got caught, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why and I thought again, it was, like, invisible. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Had the long hair. It's like, nobody will notice. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody notices. Everybody. Literally. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget when I had Mike Davis, the OG Mike Davis, the Mike Davis yeah. you played with. When I had him on the show and, in, in, you know, in a, in studio or whatever, and he, he literally told me, he's like, yeah, Chris, at, some, at one point, you know, y'all roomed together, obviously. He's like, at one point, I had to sit Steven down and be like, you, you do realize you're the starting quarterback at South Carolina, right? Like, you can't do all these things. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, well, shit, man. Know. What's the point of going to college then? I mean, shit, why not? <laughs> oh, uh, man. Shit. Well, so, Steven, on, on the note, we talked uh, – on the note of Mike Davis and running backs. We talked running backs on the podcast that dropped today and, like, looking ahead to this season and everything. But you played with some pretty damn good ones. Marcus Lattimore, Brian Maddox, again, Mike Davis. Um, you know, Lattimore is the one that everybody wants to bring up. But, dude, like Kenny Miles, I think yeah. Kenny Miles as well. Like, you play with some really, really good backs. And, you know, it's interesting when Spurrier was there, it was it was not just like the the fun and gun, throw it 50 times a game. Like, you guys depended on a big offensive line and a run game. And, I mean, again, I just sure. think back of you, you. You played with some backs that made your life a whole hell of a lot easier. For sure. For sure. Um have, yeah, I, I mean, On I, that note, I'll say, have you ever seen anything like what you saw Marcus Lattimore do against Georgia? 2010. Yeah, shit, especially his his freshman year. 
what do you have, 40, 44 carries or 40-some carries? He, he, yeah, I mean, the guy's a freaking machine. Um, and, you know, it sucks with the whole knee injury deal. And that's another guy I haven't talked to in a minute. I know he's living, like, in Portland or something, which is crazy. Portland's an absolute shit show right now. Um, I, I got to do a wellness check on him. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's he was definitely the most notable guy for sure, um, and for good reason. I mean, the guy's arguably one of the best running backs to ever come out of South Carolina. Um, so yeah, he definitely made life easier. Um, so did Alshon, so did a Sanders, so did all those guys. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do anything if you don't have the guys in front of you, you know, busting their ass too. So, you know, I think that's very underrated, um, aspect of that whole, that whole season, 2010 specifically. I'll ask you this about this year's team, Stephen. You know, we talk about offensive line, how important those guys are. Obviously, if you want to know how important they are, look at South Carolina last year and the O-line was just, I just call it for what it is. It was abysmal, and you return 129 starts this year, the entire 2D, but it's experience that did not perform a season ago, but you had four different quarterbacks. I mean, I, I said this, Stephen, you had nine guys throw a pass. I mean, that that is insane. I don't care how that many trick insane. plays you run. That's crazy. How yes. how much easier will it make life for the offensive line this year that, again, knock on wood, barring injury, there should be one guy that is communicating with the offensive line versus it felt like every other week there was a different starter. Right. And with each, you know, different talents, different, uh, you know, pocket mobility, different scramble ability. I mean, there's every single quarterback's not the same. So, yeah, I think that's definitely um, a, a benefit to these offensive linemen, knowing who's who's the who's the guy who's going to be taking the snaps, who's going to be commanding the huddle um, and all that other stuff. I think that's a, that's definitely a huge, a huge deal. So, like you said, I, I can't. I, I did not realize that nine guys threw a pass last year. That's that's insane. Holy yeah. shit! And, yeah, and four guys started a game. I mean, just that's crazy alone. Four guys that started a game at quarterback for South Carolina and they won seven games. I mean, it's just it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. <laughs> that is is uh. Yeah. What, what's uh, Zeb doing? Zeb is back on the staff. He, he's back on the staff coaching. So coaching. Yeah, hopefully nice. we're not asking him to come off the coaching <laughs> to staff. Suit up again. It. Yeah. Dude, have you have you ever heard of anything? Like when you when you heard that last year, were you like, what are we doing? Like what what, what is going on? No, I was sitting there thinking, like, damn, I might have some eligibility left too. <laughs> I might have to hit up Beamer and be like, hey man, hey, yeah. I still I still got a little bit. There's yeah, a little you left actually probably I'm about to say you actually probably do. You actually probably do have some more eligibility left. Um probably. this has been great. Do, do you do you talk to Beamer on a consistent? I mean, I, I'm sure you're Yeah, no, I, I showed you uh, last Monday when um when yeah. we had a little thing or whatever, and yeah, he shot me a text, and you know, I just talk to him every now and then. It's just yeah, strange. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy that's like, "Hey, yeah. coach, how's everything going? How are you guys looking?" I it just, yeah. I just said, "Hey, man, I appreciate the text, and uh, you know, looking forward to seeing you guys." I'm definitely going to be at the South Carolina State game because that's like the alumni deal we're doing. Um, but I'm definitely going to try to make it up there a few a few games this year since I didn't make it up last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, that's awesome. That's yeah, it's you know what they're going through. You know the grind they're going through, getting ready. Obviously, they just had their their uh, their first scrimmage over the weekend, and in typical Gamecock social media form, everybody freaked out because like seven or eight guys sat out, and Beamer assured that everybody's whatever <laughs> nicked up. You know, so you see somebody in a boot, and it's just like all hell breaks loose. But it's like, hey, it's we, there's no point in pushing a guy uh, before the first game. I did. I, I last thing before I get you out of here, I'll just never forget like when. I don't know if people would recall this, but, like, I felt like Spurrier would, like, challenge guys to practice. Like, I remember Jadavion Clowney and Bruce Ellington, they were, like, out with hamstrings. And he was just right. like, yeah, well, I don't know if they're going to play or not. I guess you got to ask them. I don't know if they'll be ready or not. It's like they were healthy, but I think it's – he made it sound like they were like, 
yeah, they just don't want to practice. <laughs> like, right. It's just, they just don't want to practice. Like, I don't know. And that's, and that's kind of what, and I've talked to a couple of the old teammates and a couple of guys and it's like, I don't know if it's for sure, but I feel like that was kind of like the downfall of, you know, when we started kind of shitting ourselves, um, not being very good. It's just, we kind of just let guys get away with, yeah, I don't feel like practicing today. My hamstring hurts. It's like, right. why? We like, it's a Tuesday practice. This is our big, this is our big practice. We, you, why are you not practicing? This is bullshit. Uh, we never had that problem go on. Um, but I, I kind of saw that happening, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the years afterwards. And, you know, it's hard, it's hard to do that. If you don't have, if you don't have the guys in the locker room busting their ass for each other, then it's, <laughs> you're in for, you're in for a tough, uh, tough season. And Connor Shaw mentioned this as well when there was a change in leadership with Carolina football. He mentioned the best cultures are player-led cultures, right? Teams for sure. I'm sure you 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 would agree with that. One thousand percent. It's it's not even it's not even close. I think yeah. you know everybody talks about Saban running a, a tight ship, but I can guarantee you that Mac Jones was the leader of that team, and he was he was getting everybody fired up. Tua, Jalen, Bryce Young, all these guys. It's it's their team. Saban is like the, you know, he's the CEO, but these guys are in the, in the locker room every single day. They're the ones that are kind of leading the charge. And um, there's, there's no doubt that, you know, Connor's hundred percent right. The, it's player led is definitely going to be the, is, is going to lead to good things. Yeah. And last thing, Steve, I keep saying last thing, but truly last thing, like how do you find those guys? If it's because that, that's the thing. It's funny. You know, I'm not, we all know coaching's important, but like it's the players that play the games. You know what I mean? They're right. the ones that determine victor defeat. They're the ones they have to execute. How do you, how do you, cause like basically what you're saying is like, you can have all the talent in the world, but if, if you're like, I feel like looking back at 11 to 13 or 10 to 13, when you were there, like when some of your best and most talented players are your best leaders and your best people, that's when you're like really cooking. Like, you know, like for sure. The, the fact that Marcus Lattimore as talented as he was, was also like a leader for the football team yourself a Connor Shaw, like, you know, a DJ Swearinger, they're the vocal leaders. And like, you know, because you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're just misguided and you're just sort of wandering, you're not going to get the most out of the talents. Like, how do you found, how do you find those guys? Hey, it's, it's recruiting, um, kind of getting, uh, kind of talking to the parents, talking to the, the coaches, talking to the teammates for the high school guys, talking to, you know, their youth coaches. Um, I mean, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's officially now a business. You know, you got these guys that are signing these massive NIL deals. It's it's a it's a company. I mean, these coaches and these recruiters are going to go and talk to all the way down from middle, uh, middle school to high school guys, and they want to find out more about you before they invest, you know, a lot of money and a lot of time into you. Um, and there's guys that, you know, can handle it, and there's other guys that are like, oh, shit, I'm going to get paid, and I don't, I don't give a shit what happens next. Um, I mean, you see that all the time. That's that's one thing I – the one downfall I feel like this, this NIL deal could do, possibly do, is – Guys are just getting paid so much money. Like, they, they've never even played a snap. I mean, you got this kid that's going to Miami or whatever, signed for, like, $10 million. And he never played a, never played a snap of college football. So, I I don't know. If, I, if, I'm, a, if I'm a player and, I, and I'm sitting there and I've got this little high school shithead coming in here with $9 million in his freaking – or $10 million in his bank account, I was like, this guy better show me – he better go above and beyond the Call of Duty to kind of get everybody, you know, surrounded. And who knows? Maybe the kid will. I don't know. But it's 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 crazy. The whole the whole universe is crazy with all that deal. 
some players love the game and some players love what the game can do for them. And I guess mm-hmm. NIL is going to separate who those guys are and which camp you fall into. Steven, yep. always yep. a pleasure, my friend. This is always a blast. Uh, we'll do it again next Monday, but uh, sincerely appreciate you taking the time. And dude, I'm excited to get into the season game week with you. For real. We're going to put you, we're going to really put your, put you to the fire talking X's and O's my guys. So I'm, I'm like, loving it, man. Cause I, I can't wait the comments. Steven, what was Spencer thinking? Like everybody's, <laughs> But what did he see? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm actually though really happy because you're going to be able to give perspective. Like, hey, that wasn't his fault. This wasn't, right. his, you know, what I'm saying because people don't realize a lot of it, you know. But they don't want to hear that, right? You get all the glory, <laughs> you get all the blame. You know that exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, man, I'm, I'm definitely looking yeah. forward. I'm looking forward to that as well, man. That's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure, Stephen. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll do it again next week. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. We'll see y'all later. Yep. Take Cheers. care, my friend. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. <laughs> Cheers indeed. And folks, stay tuned for the Roach Rant merch. And these proceeds are going, whenever we make we sell this merch, it's going to Steven Garcia because I want him to be compensated for his great work. He's doing the Daily Crow, guys. You make sure you support. You know that I'll share the link, share everything. Um, but the official Roach Rant merch will come, I would say, worst case, absolute worst by end of this week. Absolute worst case, end of this week. Really excited for all of that. To drop. Guys, we're going to jump into our first break, but I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. The phone lines are open once again. We appreciate Stephen Garcia. We appreciate Steven Garcia for making his weekly appearance on the show. Another fantastic conversation, and it's great. Just the fact we can just have open-ended banter on his career and all the great stories and and uh, his his time in South Carolina and beyond. And it's just it's it's always an electric combo. Um, I'm glad it's finally out there. By the way, the Chick Fil A bowl story. I, I'm glad that's finally out there. Now we don't have to guess anymore about what happened. Um, guys, this just recently came out within the last hour. South Carolina receiving two votes in the preseason AP Top 25. Effectively, the Gamecocks are ranked 43rd entering the 2022 season, which I feel like is fair. I I really do. I I feel like 43rd is fair. I I would not have had South Carolina ranked in the preseason top Top 25 either. I think this is a team that still has a lot to prove. Um... This is a team with a lot to prove. A lot to prove. Uh, let's take a look. I'm trying to get the AP poll itself pulled up here. We can look at the full AP top 25. And again, guys, I want to continue to hear from you, your questions, your comments, your calls as well. John Rice, Miles Brennan stepped away from football. Is that really a thing? I did not know that. Wow. Uh, let's see. Is that really a thing? What? Mm, well, I did not know that. Why? Why, why? why would he do that? That's crazy. Um, anyways, yeah, I think 43rd's fair. I, I think 43rd's very fair. Again, guys, I would not have the Gamecocks in my preseason top 25. I, I wouldn't. Um, I would not have. I, I just think it's, it's – there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, this team needs to go prove it, especially early on before we, we crown them a top 25 team. By the way, I want to reinforce this. Um, I, I mentioned something earlier about Shadow of Death Valley on Twitter. 
um, and mentioned he might be insecure because of his height. Guys, in no way am I attacking anyone for being a short king, if you will. Guys, I got nothing but love. I don't care how tall you are. But with the way that Shadow of Death Valley came at me and talking about his money and all that, I was like, you know, guy has short man syndrome. Not coming to anybody. So everybody's DMing me like, man, I'm I'm five seven, I'm five eight. Like, bro, I got number love for you, my guy. Like, it ain't nothing. It ain't no, it ain't nothing, my guy. We're good. We're good. Uh, we're good. I saw like Dre Pincasso, my guy, my guy, uh, Craig Phillips in the Big Cock Club Discord. Guys, I don't care how tall you are. I'm just saying, um, when somebody uses it as a as a means of insecurity, that's the only time. But dude, you're you're fine. You're fine. You're good. You're good. My short kings, all love. Hey, we got some short kings on this football team, right? We got some short kings on this football team. So, um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, again, Gamecocks getting two votes in the preseason AP Top 25. Again, appreciate Steven Garcia, the Roach Rant. The Roach Rant. Um, yeah, Travis, you can be a 6'6 punk or a 5'6 punk. Don't matter. Punk's a punk. Indeed, I agree. All right, let's look at the AP Top 25, guys. Run through this thing really, really quickly. We'll run through it really quickly. Why does the AP website make it this complicated? But Why not just list? Here we go. List the poll. Here we go. Here we go. Because the Gamecocks, yes, this is it. Gamecocks received two votes. Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3. Clemson 4, Notre Dame 5, A&M 6th, Utah 7th, Michigan 8th, Oklahoma 9th, Baylor 10th. That is your top 10. Then Oregon, Okie State, NC State at 13th, Southern Cal, Michigan State, Miami, Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, Arkansas at 19th, the Gamecocks Week 2 opponent. They are ranked in the top 20. How about Kentucky at 20th? Kentucky at 20th, Ole Miss 21st, Wake Forest, Cincinnati, Houston, and then BYU rounding out the top 25. Just missing it, Tennessee ranked 26 with 180 votes. Uh, You then look at Texas with 164. Other teams of note, LSU with 55. Mississippi State got more votes than South Carolina. Listen, these are teams that got more votes than the Gamecocks. Mississippi State with 15. Auburn with 15. Florida with 14. North Carolina, who South Carolina just beat the brakes off of in the bowl game, got nine. Air Force with four. Appalachian State with four. Then the Gamecocks come in with two. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get upset and kick and scream because of of, of AP poll votes because we all know, guys, the preseason poll don't mean jack shit, but. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not stunned. I mean, and and I'm I'm certainly, again, I would not have the Gamecocks ranked in in a preseason top 25. Maybe I should release one. I I would not have South Carolina ranked in the preseason top 25. Some of those teams, though, ahead of you. Mm, That that is, that is, hey, but here's the thing. We all talk about respect. You want respect. You want respect. You have the opportunity early to go earn it. Now, I don't think beating Georgia State, you will be ranked, right? I think that's obvious. So you'll be looking for the upset on the road, probably a top 20 Arkansas team, and you will be an unranked Gamecock bunch looking to pull that upset. You want respect? Go beat Arkansas. Because I can almost damn near assure you, you'll be ranked against Georgia. I, I, I don't think it'll be very high, probably 24th or 25th, but I think there's a good chance you are ranked. And if you win impressively in week one, 
you might slide up to 40th, something like that. Um, 38th. I don't know, though. I, I, I will say this. I think that's the question. If you beat Arkansas, are you still outside of the top 25? I, maybe so. Maybe so. Dylan Price. Let's really jump into the questions. How do you feel about Beamer's comments on the scrimmage? Uh, overall, I was fine with them. Talked about this more on the podcast. On uh, Talked about this on the podcast today. Um, I, I just, I'm getting distracted because I see all the comments. All the comments are about height. Guys, let's just, just leave it alone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just like, I, I don't want to spend this entire TDC today talking about how tall people are. Uh, Dylan Price says, how do you feel about Beamer's comments on the scrimmage? I, overall, I was fine with it. Uh, a lot of guys sat out. Guys, I don't think it's anything to panic about. I, I don't think it's anything to panic about. Um, I don't think that it's anything we should be worried about. They're holding them out, being extra cautious. I mean, listen, when you go through a season, you're going to be beat up, right? You're going to have nicks and bruises and all that good stuff. And and uh, so, obviously, they're, they're not going to want to push them any farther, any harder than they got to, especially early in preseason camp. So, I think it's nothing to panic about. I think it's nothing to worry about. Everybody's okay. Beamer assured that it's nothing serious. And I do trust his word. I trust his word. I really do. I trust his word when it comes to injuries, not like the last coaching staff. When they say, well, yeah, he's got a shoulder, he's got an ankle, he's got this, he'll be back this week, and he's out for six weeks. I don't think that's going to be the case um, because you had guys like Marshawn Lloyd, Christian Beal Smith, Landon Sampson, Sherrod Green, Josh Van, Jordan Burge. You had some big-time guys sit out on Saturday. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. I will say this, though, on that note. I'll say this. I mean, guys, would you not agree? It's, it's unrealistic to think we're going to go through this entire season and, I mean, we're going to run into some injuries. It just, it's football. Guys are going to get hurt. Like, and I hate to say that, but, and I'm not saying, like, some mass. Like, I thought last year, strength staff did a phenomenal job. I really think the strength staff last year was incredible. Luke Day has been an incredible addition to Gamecocks football. The injuries last year weren't nearly an issue like they were in the Muschamp era. But it's going to happen. It's football, guys. It's a contact sport. It's a contact sport. Um, so... You know, you just have to combat it best you can, and that's why you recruit and you have depth and and all that good stuff. Age of Bauer says Tennessee fans are pissed because they're not ranked yet. They had the exact same record as we did. I mean, they're right there, brother. Twenty six. I, I I just say this, AJ. I mean, you you can, you know, it, it's content for us. We pick apart the AP top twenty five and all that. But as 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 Austin Greer said earlier, man, it, it literally means as much as the spring game. It means as much as the spring game. So. Austin tends to think I'm crazy for saying we'll be ranked somewhere between 20 to 25. He says if we beat Arkansas, we'll be ranked 18th to 21st. I don't think we're top 20. I think that's aggressive. I think that's very, very aggressive. Um, I think we'll be 20 to 25. So we don't totally disagree, but I don't think we'll be top 20. Um, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Um, again, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Steven Garcia. We've got a text here that says, Oh, Travis Allen. Travis Allen, you are not on probation, my friend. I guess I just missed your comment. What did it say? What did it say? Uh, I was talking to Travis Rell says my comments do not show up on the feed. You you should not be on probation, my guy. Uh, I I don't know what could be going on. I haven't done anything. I have not done anything. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest reason for hype, AJ, as we enter the second hour of the show, for Tennessee is their offense. You know, average 40 points per game. Uh, Got to play defense, too, though. And it's it's crazy, though, to think how good they were offensively. 
and that they only scored or that, excuse me, they only won seven games. Like that's that's wild to think they were that good on offense, right? To think that Hendon Hooker had that good of a year. He had that good of a year. And only they only won seven games. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, guys, team is practicing this week, all week long. No media today. Um, no media availability today. Um, they will scrimmage yet again for the final time, by the way. Um, they will scrimmage for the final time Saturday. Saturday at Willie B, 7 o'clock scrimmage. Uh, and then from there, man, I mean, we're just counting down the days, getting closer and closer and closer and closer to kickoff. Um, really excited, man. Content's just bleeding out the eyeballs. Like I said, guys, we've got TDC absolutely rolling. So normally tomorrow, Alex McGrath will join us Wednesday, Anthony Treese. Those guys will start joining us the week of the Georgia State game. This week, we, of course, had Steven Garcia just now. We've got J.C. Sherbert Thursday, Jake Crane Friday. Really, really good stuff, man. Excited. Also, we got some new equipment in the mail. A little external, external, I should say, camera that we're going to put up here, which the camera actually looks really, really good today, I'll say. I thought last week it looked kind of blurry for some reason, but looks good today. But either way, we're getting like a 4K, 1080, whatever, uh, external camera that we're going to use for the Daily Crow should enhance the overall quality. I'm still kind of playing around with the setup in here when it comes to the setup for TDC. Uh, also, guys, a quick update on the merchandise. All towels, koozies, all that good stuff are caught up. They've been shipped out. Uh, you should receive those by middle of this week, end of this week, absolute worst case scenario. But you really should receive them by middle of this week. Um, guys, August 25th is the date that I'm pointing to. Your order by date to have your merchandise by kickoff. You've got to have your order in by August the 25th. I'd say, guys, today's the 15th. It's payday for a lot of people. Go get it now. Just get it now. Get it out of the way. Because I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. A lot of folks are going to hit me up the week of the game. Chris, you got inventory? I'm going to say, nope. I don't keep inventory. If you want Beamer Ball stuff or merch, go to Rivals, go to Todd and Moore, or order in our online store, but you just won't have it by kickoff if you order from us. I'll have towels on hand at the first tailgate. I'll have koozies on hand. That's it, though. I'll also have stickers to just give away. I need to get those stickers ordered. But, uh, yeah, anyways, just want to let you all know, Austin says, do you take the teacher discount? Austin, you know what? You've, you've written for me, my guy. So if you want to get some merch, I will I will gladly take care of you. You let me know. Um, take care of you in the sense of a of a discount. I need you in some Beamer Ball stuff, my guy. Need you in it. Need you in some Beamer Ball stuff. Travi, next week on the Grand Strand. Can't wait to the beach. I hear you. Hey, tip my cap to you, my guy. Have a lot of fun. Hey, get it in now. This is the time to do it, folks. Michael Sullivan says, running backs, tight end or wide receiver, who do you think is the best depth on our offense? Tight ends, receivers, or running backs? Who has the most depth? Um, Good question. I think you probably got to go – well, it's funny because I was going to say tight ends, but you think about it. I mean, you got Stog, you got Jaheim. I mean, Chad Terrell, Trey Kenyon. At receiver, you've got Van, then Wells, then who? I mean, here's the thing, guys. Let's let's separate the difference in something. Let's let's make something clear. There is a difference between depth and quality depth, right? You you can have all the depth. Every team has depth. Every team has bodies. But what you're asking, who has the best depth? Where is the 
Where's the most quality depth at on this football team, right? On the offensive side of the of the, of the positions you have mentioned. So that's not an easy answer because, again, you look at tight end, you got those top two guys, then who? Even receiver, guys, even the receivers. We know, you know, we're all excited for Antoine Wells. We're excited for Corey Rucker. But really, right now at this time, you've got Van Wells, who's never played an SEC snap, and then and then who? Who's wide receiver three? Is it Rucker? Is it Dak? Is it Jalen Brooks? Is it Leggett? Is it is it a Morgan Brown? Like who is it? Who is it? So I think running back would probably be that room with Marshawn Lloyd, Christian Beal Smith, Juju McDowell. Then from there you got Lavoisier Carroll, you got Rashad Amos. But yeah, I mean Austin, I would agree with you, but he just mentioned running back, tight end, a receiver. He didn't mention quarterback. So I think out of those three is what he was asking. Um, I would go. Running back and Coach Ford. Hey, Coach Ford actually makes a great point. Coach Ford, good to hear from you, by the way, Coach Ford. I feel like you've been you've been kind of missing over the last couple of weeks. He says, that is why stars matter. When you can pull a five-star and replace him with a four or five-star, that matters. Indeed. Oh, I agree. Tra- Coach Ford. Coach Ford. I mean, that, 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 that's what those 10, 11, 12, 13 teams, that's what they had. I mean, just think of the quarterback position. Connor Shaw gets injured. Dylan Thompson comes in for him. There was no drop-off there, really, you know? So you had fantastic depth across the board. That's what it, that, that, that is why, Coach Ford, that's the point you make. That's a great point you make. That is why I preach being patient with Shane Beamer. Because we've got some talented football players. No question, we don't have the quality depth of some others. That's not meant as a slight. It's just the reality, guys. It's just the reality. We just don't have that quality depth across the board. We don't have it. Not everywhere. As Coach Ford pointed out, we do not have the capability right now to take out a four or five star and replace him with another one. We don't have that right now. That's okay. But the only way that's fixed is in recruiting. Years, classes, stacking, classes on classes on classes. It's not just about depth, guys. It's about quality depth. Quality depth. And I'm not saying other teams don't have question marks, but when you look at teams that are really successful, when you look at teams that are really successful, they have that quality depth. They might have questions, but it's like, well, I'd rather roll the dice and try to answer that question with a four- or five-star player. And Hunter Johnson, Hunter Johnson, Says this, stars don't mean shit, Coach Ford. Some of the best players in history have been three-star players. Depends if they want to play or not. Depends if they want to play or not. Hunter, I love you, my guy, but you think everybody at this level don't want to play? Like, like I, I just, I don't, I don't like that argument. I, I don't like the argument of, you know, just some guys just want it more. They, everybody wants it, Hunter. Everybody at this level wants it. Everybody wants to go to the league. Some guys just ain't got it. Some guys ain't got the talent. It ain't about who wants it more. I wanted to play pro baseball. I wanted to throw 90. Did it happen? No. It didn't matter how bad I wanted it. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. That's the harsh reality. It don't matter how much you want it. Everybody, you don't get to SEC football if you don't want it. That's I just I hear where you're coming from, but I don't agree. Talent matters. Now, hard work will beat talent 
when talent doesn't work hard. Sure. Sure. But, you know, telling a guy, you just got to want it more. Bro, I promise you, man, I wanted it as bad as I could have wanted it to play professional baseball, and guess what? It didn't happen. It just wasn't in the cards, man. Not everybody's meant to play in the NFL. Not everybody's meant to play in the MLB. Not everybody's meant to play a sport for a living. I, I, I Listen, Hunter, stars don't tell the entire story. We've had this conversation before. Stars don't tell the entire story, which is why, and I've had to learn it the hard way, but again, which is why you shouldn't dog a kid a pickup, a commitment, just because he's a three-star, right? Just because he's a three-star. But stars are important. They, they, they are. They are. They are. Nobody wants to be the bad guy, and nobody's going to be. And I'm not telling anybody to be the bad guy. We've seen it in the last couple of weeks. Don't tweet at recruits. Don't talk about recruits, whether it be on Twitter, in your Discord, in any public forum. In any public forum, you want to say whatever you want to say to your buddies or a private Discord or a private chat or behind clothes, say it. Say it. And sometimes criticism of recruits is fair. Sometimes it's very valid. Sometimes it's valid. But it's just something you can't make a living doing it, right? You just look like a jackass, right? You look like a jackass. But over the long haul, my friend Pick 6 Previews, my friend Brett Cianci, he talks about this. Over the long haul, the teams that pull in the most four- and five-star players, they're the teams that win. Blue chip ratio matters, guys. How many good players you get, it matters, right? It does. Stars do matter. They do. And the only people that say stars don't matter are people who are fans of teams who don't recruit worth a shit. That's the only reason they say that, because it makes them feel better about, well, it's okay, because the stars don't matter anyways. If South Carolina was recruiting at a top 10 level every year, our fans would treat 24-7 and rivals and the people that make the stars on three, they treat them like gods. Their word is gold. Oh, they've never missed on the stars, you know? It's kind of like a guy like Big Game Boomer. It'd be like me being like, Big Game Boomer sucks, he sucks, he sucks. Then he comes out with a list talking about the best podcast or the best Gamecock Twitter to follow, and he puts the Spurs up showing. I'm like, oh, he's never missed. Big Game Boomer's never missed. Big game boomer, I should say. Big game boomer. Big game boomers never missed. All his lists are right. Like, come on. So the stars aren't everything, but the stars matter. Blue chip ratio exists because they matter. Bottom line. Again, the, on, the only fans that say they don't matter are those who their, their teams don't recruit. Robbie Davis, shit. a.k.a. Kirk Herbstreit. the phone calls. Robbie, what's up, my friend? How are you? What's up, man? Hopefully the, the call doesn't drop this time. <laughs> no, yeah, you're good. What's up, man? But uh, I just wanted to say with you saying with, with the whole, like, stars thing, right? I don't really – I mean, yes, I keep up with recruiting, but does it piss me off if we don't get a certain player? No, it doesn't, okay? It doesn't bother me as much as it used to, okay? Because at the end of the day, Beamer's going to get the guys that he wants. Okay, this coaching staff will eventually have the depth that we need to compete in the SEC. Do we have it right now? No, we don't. But at some point, 
like you have always said and like I have always said. Just let Beamer do what he's getting paid to do, and that is build a winning program. End of story. And I do believe that this coaching staff will do it eventually, at some point in the very near future. I agree, man. I Listen, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, you, you trust the coaching staff no matter who they pull in, right? You, you got to trust there. I mean, like like the kid that committed uh, Vakari Swain, right? Talked about him on the podcast. Listen, right. you look at his offer list. Hey, call it for what it is. Three-star kid. Very speedy kid. But you look at his offer list. It's it's not a cra- – I mean, Alabama's not offering the guy. Clemson's not offering him. Georgia's not offering him. Right. You know, it's like Vatech and, and Appalachian State and James Madison. and It's an imperfect system of how you judge recruits. But at the end of the day, you just got to trust Shane Beamer. You got to trust they're going to get these guys. They're going to evaluate. They're going to develop. They're going to put them in the best possible positions to win a lot of football games. Because that's – hey, listen – it, it right. Listen, whether whether Shane Beamer recruits the 50th best class yearly or the fifth best class yearly, he's going to be judged based off how many football games they win. So if he's a miracle right. worker and they recruit the 50th best class and God forbid he's the best coach ever and they take him and they just get the most out of him, they transform, they transform, uh, transform these guys into big-time players, it won't matter. We won't care about the recruiting rankings. But if you're, right. you know, especially on the, the previous staff, when you're recruiting at a what you feel like is a pretty significant level, a high level, and you're not winning more than right. five or six games, that is an, a reason to be concerned. I mean, my, my, my guy Brett Ciancia breaks it down beautifully in his Pick 6 Previews magazine when he talks about win conversion. And it goes based off of what what level have you recruited at? How many four and five stars have you pulled in? How many top-ranked players have you pulled in? Mm-hmm. Versus how many NFL draft picks? How many NFL players have you had? How many games have you won? What are you doing with the talent that you get on campus? And South Carolina, over the course right. of the Muschamp era, was one of the worst, if not the worst, in college football. What that said was, South Carolina is getting talent on campus. They're doing nothing with it. So, yeah, it, listen, it all comes down to how you – what you do with that talent. You know, talent without development is nothing, right? It right. takes evaluation. It takes having talent. And it takes developing that talent to produce a productive college football player and also, a solid college football player. Right. And to add to that, these coaches might see something in a three-star play in a three-star player that you don't see. Right. There might be something in a three-star player that the coaching staff sees, and they feel like we could use this on the, on the team. And they offer the guy, right? You know what I'm. You, you, you understand what I'm saying here? Yes, yes. And listen, not they every might. hey, not every four or five star guy is worth the shit. They're not all. Some of right. some of them. Some of them right. are overhyped. Some of them are overrated. But again, right. I would say this to any of the folks out. The stars don't matter crowd, because a lot of I hate to say this, but hey, it's the truth. A lot of Gamecock fans they fall on that. Well, the best players in school history were three stars. Like, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, it really just goes to show how many, how many, how many. DJ Swearinger was a three-star player. Yes. Yeah. I mean, some of the best players. He wound up being the best, one of the best players in the, in the, in the, on the team. Yes. Some of the best players in school history most certainly are three stars. But what I'm telling you is this. Over the course mm-hmm. of the long haul, 
the teams that mm-hmm. pull in the most four and five stars, they will win the most games. It is proven fact. The blue chip ratio yeah. exists. So, hey, I'm not like, like I, dude, I trust Beamer and company. They pull in a three-star guy. doesn't matter to me. Fine. Cool. Cool. Hope he's a great football player. But, yeah, if, if it, I, I will just say this. If South Carolina, a lot of folks want to predict 10 wins and 11 wins and an SEC championship, that ain't happening this year. If we get to a nope. point where we're in Atlanta, if we get to a point where we're winning an SEC championship, it will be because recruiting changed. We will look back and say the, the right. level of recruiting elevated. Bottom line, mm-hmm. end of discussion, that's what it will take. So, yeah, if you want my opinion, hey, you want to talk about Beamer winning an SEC title? I'm not saying he's not the coach, but it starts in recruiting. It, recruiting has to change. Exactly. And, and hey, it's, it's, it goes hand in hand. I've talked about this before. It goes hand in hand. You need to win more to attract top players because them top players want to go somewhere where they can compete to go to Atlanta. So you need to do the most with the talent you have now, right, while also pulling in better mm-hmm. talent because you need to build competitive depth right. more, and you're just trying to upgrade your roster every single year. And, I, you know, Shane Deemer, I think, again, they're going to do everything, I think, right on the recruiting trail. But I'm just saying to say that stars are insignificant, they're not always right. It's a flawed and perfect system. But over the course of the long haul, mm-hmm. With 25 players roughly you sign every year, whatever it is, the numbers. Over the course of the long haul, the team that pulls in the most good players wins the most games. That 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 sounds so obvious, but I think sometimes people just they, they, they get that twisted a little bit. Not saying it's a perfect system, but the more four and five stars you mm-hmm. get, the more games you will win. And if you're going to win, in my opinion, if you're going to win an SEC championship, you ain't going to do it with a roster stock full of three stars. You got to go out and get some big-time talent. Bottom line, that's not that's not meant as a yeah. slight as anybody on the roster. That's not meant to, as a slight mm-hmm. anybody we're recruiting. It's just a fact. The numbers back it up. So, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. I I agree with you a hundred percent. The the numbers back it up. Blue chip ratio exists, my friend. It exists. If you don't have, it what is it, yeah. 50% or more? If you don't have 50% mm-hmm. or more of your team as blue chip ratio, if you don't have, then guess what? You're not a realistic threat to win a national title. You're not. Because a team that has been under that threshold has never won it. And you want to know why yeah. Alabama's Alabama? Bro, like 90% of their roster is four and five star players. I don't give a damn how good Nick Saban is. You got. You got 90% of your team four and five stars. Robbie, you could coach that team to a national championship. <laughs> yeah, I probably could. I, w- I probably would. So you could, so listen, well listen, you years. can, hey, this ain't baseball where it's a skill <laughs> game and it doesn't matter how tall you are and how fast you are and how big you are. This is football right. where all those measurables, they matter. And so to the point the mm-hmm. guy made earlier about, well, you just got to want it more, bro. You can want yeah. it as bad as you want, but I'm telling you right now, you're lining up against one of them guys from Bama. I don't give a damn how badly you want it. <laughs> They're going to whoop your ass. Right. Like, it don't matter how bad yeah. you – you think like, they don't like want it too? A few seconds ago. Like you said a few seconds ago, right? You can be extremely talented as a football player, right? But 
if the guy across from you is not as good as you, but you, the, the five star guy doesn't want doesn't want it, he's probably going to get his butt whooped at the line of scrimmage. He's probably going to. So you do have to be good. You, if you're a five star player, you better be able to back it up. A five star or a four star player, you better be you better be able to back it up. Because if you ain't if you're not able to back it up, and you play like shit, guess what? You're probably going to lose your starting position. And again, this conversation is not meant to say. Listen, coaching matters. I mean, it matters greatly. Look yes, at Muschamp. Yes, we had mm-hmm. talent. You got to be able to develop. You got to be able to coach them. You got to be able to put them in best possible position to be successful. But you've also got to right. have the talent. Stars do matter to some degree. They do exactly. They're not everything. They're far. But also, right. coaching's not everything. It matters greatly. Right. But it's not everything. Culture matters. Mm-hmm. It's not everything. It, it, it matters mm-hmm. though. It's all them things put together. I don't give a damn if you got the best co- – if you're missing one of them, you will fail. You can have the best culture and the best right. coaching staff, but if your players ain't worth a damn, guess what? Your team ain't going to be worth a damn. I don't give a damn how happy everybody in the building is. don't matter, man. It just doesn't matter. You can have the it's best a, yeah, players right. in the world and a great coach, but if the culture's shit, team's going to go to shit. You can have the best players right. and the best culture, but if your coach is a dumbass, your team ain't going to be worth a damn. Like it, th- you have to have right. all those things. You have to have them all. You got to have a players. Of all of those things. Players are the ones Plus that play the games. Players. players are the ones that right. play the games. At the end of the day, we're just talking about that with Garcia. I was just talking about that with right. Tim Hill this morning. Like, dude, it's so funny. All the things we dissect and discuss with with coaching and coaching matters greatly. But, dude, at the end of the day, it's the players that play. That like our fate right. lies in their hands. Our fate lies right. in their hands. They're not robots. They're human beings. If they make the plays, we'll win. If they don't, right. we'll lose. The coach's job is to get them prepared as best they can for the game that week or or what have you. That's the, that's the coach's job. That's that's the that's the that's Luke Day's job. Get them ready mentally and physically for the game that week. The player's job is to go out there and execute the game plan. If they don't execute the game plan, guess what? We probably we probably gonna get our butts whooped, and it ain't gonna be pretty. That is a fact. I agree with you on that. Indeed, indeed. Absolutely, I do. All right, man. I'm gonna jump off of here. I will. I will talk to you tomorrow. Robbie, appreciate you, my guy. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Same here. Go Gamecocks and to heck with Clemson. Bunch of losers. Losers. L7 weenie. L7 weenie. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Robbie, take care, my friend. Thank you. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. The conversation is electric today, as always. I appreciate y'all. 843-790-337. Have more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. We've had a caller from Athens, Georgia, trying to get in here. Uh, he's called a couple of times. He's called like five times. We haven't been able to, hey, go ahead and call in, my guy. If you're still tuned in, I uh, would love to take your call uh, and chat with you. 
Athens, Georgia caller. I don't know if that might be a dog fan trying to troll. Here we go. All right, he's calling in. Let's see what Call this is. from? Braden Miller. Here we go. Braden, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Just hanging out. What's up? Uh, just giving you a quick call. Uh, it's my first time calling in. Just wanted to call about why I think the O-line is going to be so improved this year. And uh, maybe get your thoughts on it. Yeah, for sure. And, and apologies for not getting you on sooner. We had Robbie Davis on the line, so I'm still working on it. No, I, I, no really, I really need to get at some point, again, the joys in the journey, at some point I'm going to have me a soundboard or something where I can put people on hold. But uh, for now, it is what it is. But, yeah, go ahead. We'd love to hear you. Yeah, dude. No, to be honest, I was kind of blind calling. I usually listen on the podcast form. I live mm. up in Minnesota. Okay. So I'm always at work. So I, pre- I, hey, I appreciate you uh, tuning into the podcast form, man. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Yes, sir. All right. So last year, I'll, we all know the O line was terrible. Like it was just so bad. Mm. However, I do think a lot of it had to do with scheme. You'd see a lot of these players when plays where they got beat where they just wouldn't even block the guy. Like, he would be right next to them. They'd try to block another guy, and he'd just run right by him because they had no idea what they were doing. I don't think it's a physical problem. I do think that's a factor, but I don't think it's as big as we make it out to be as Carolina fans. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as big of a physical jump between the guys that they have at other SEC schools and the guys that we have. There's probably a talent gap for sure, but I think a big part of it was scheme. So I think – that's the first part. Hmm. Secondly, I think we got a lot better when we had a quarterback who could escape the pocket and was actually mobile. I mean, you had Zeb Nolan, a complete potato in the pocket. And then you have Luke Doty. I mean, his foot was injured. And I don't think he's really been that great at running since he was a freshman. Hmm. And then you have Jason Brown, an FCS quarterback who would do the same right spin move every time and get sacked 90% of the time because he didn't know how to escape the pocket. So I thought our team did a lot better when DK was under center in the bowl game because it gave the offensive line a little bit of leeway, per se. So you saw that they did a lot better because he could escape. But then you had Spencer Rattler. He's not as good as a scrambler, I guess you could say, as DK probably, but he can't escape the pocket and he's a much polished passer. So I think another year under the scheme, uh, having a quarterback who can consistently escape, you're going to see a big difference mm-hmm. this year in the O-line, or at least they'll look like it, kind of the Spencer Rattler effect. They'll look a lot better. I don't know how much better they'll be, but I think they're going to look a lot better. No, I think you make some great points. I think just, you know, we talked about this with uh, Steven Garcia earlier on the show. You know, I, I think um, – I think just having the same voice for the entire season, again, knock on wood, Spencer Rattler is going to be QB1 all season long. If nothing else, that should resolve a lot of the miscommunication issues. Because a lot of times last year, man, it wasn't even – I mean, yes, certainly, you know, you saw some of the deficiencies talent-wise at times. That wasn't really Uh what what drove us crazy, though. I feel like it was just like the the miscommunication. I mean, guys coming untouched. I mean, Mm -hmm. missing assignments. And so – you hope yeah. that having that same voice, right, having that sure. a veteran guy who knows what he's doing back there, that that will help the offensive line. Because do I think this O-line is as bad as what they showed last year? No, I do not. Do I think they're as good as what we saw in 2020, mm-hmm. paving the way for a 1,000-yard rusher? No, I do not. I think no. the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But 
Yeah, it was the, it was the it was the sure. the communication issues and ju- and just letting guys come free. It was that type of stuff that last year that we saw that absolutely has to be better. I mean, you just you can't live with that. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with you, man. I think think too. There was I was listening to one of your pods last week, I think, and you had made a point about they said something about how players on our team here want to compete, and you made a point. Well, much ten players want to compete as well. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. But um, I do think you're going to see a difference, as we saw a little bit last year, but as we've added more talent, I think you're going to see a difference in them wanting to compete, not just with their words, but the work they put in prior to the season. Mm. So you see a lot of guys in the Muschamp area who were really good, but I don't think they've been working as hard as you've seen some of Beamer's guys. I mean, they talk the talk. They'd, like, definitely show up to the games wanting to compete, but they weren't, you know, grinding. I think as hard as you see some of these guys grinding because they want to play for this coach and they want to play for a good quarterback. I mean, it's hard as an O lineman, like we were just talking about, when you're lining up for your freaking coach. Like, hmm. it's freaking weird. Yeah. And so, and then next week you got a, you know, an injured player and then you got Jason Brown. So lining up for someone with the hype of Spencer Radler, who you know is going to make the plays, I think that's another thing. When you're blocking for someone that you're not confident is going to make the throws that he needs to make, it's a little bit harder. Hmm. But when you know if you do your part that that quarterback's going to do his as well, I think it lightens the load a little bit mentally. Yeah, no, I think so as well. I, I think so as well for sure. Again, I think you may like, make a lot of great points. And, and um, yeah, I think having the consistency of Rattler again week after week after week I, I think is most certainly going to help, man. I just, uh, you know, I, I will say this yeah. too to your point about the, the guys, you know, how hard they're playing and stuff. I, I will say, you know, we heard Dante Reno talk about this, about guys are excited to be at the facility and love to be at the facility. I mean, that does matter. I'm not going to pretend like that doesn't matter, you know, making the game fun Absolutely. again and guys being fired up to play and all that. Um, yep. I, I guess my point is, though, yep. too, is like, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, if we don't execute, we don't have the players that are capable of executing the game plan and blocking the guys in front of them, it, uh-huh. won't, it won't really matter how fired up and – how how hard they're trying. Like you got to have good players and guys That's who can true. who can do what you That's ask true. them to do. So I, I think we do. Um, sure. I, I'm I'm not trying to come into this season and say that you know we just got a bunch of bums up there. Uh, you know the, the starting starting five, um, but yeah. we certainly have got a bunch of guys that got a lot to prove because last year was abysmal. And uh, you know you got you got yeah. you got to wear that. Bottom line, they just they got to wear that. So a lot to prove for that O line. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think I think Hart can only take you so far. I mean, you see oh, a lot yeah. of these cupcake teams come in and play Georgia. They can hold their own almost for a quarter. Like, they give their all, you know, maybe five minutes, and they're, right. like, making a couple good drives. But then after that, when they're so exhausted, they just don't have the talent or the depth hmm. to do it. And so I think that it can only take you so far. Um, but I do think, though, that we'll be in a better position this year compared to last year, even just having – Rattler be able to roll right or make a guy miss and make a good throw is going to show up, I think, pretty early against Arkansas and Georgia. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Once you, yeah. once you I, start I talking story. about, like, the heart and, like, champions of life, you're, you're getting into Butch Jones territory. So, I, I just, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you no, know, heart's, heart's great and everything, but, you know, they, they don't do a AP top 25 poll or deem a national champion based off who has the most heart. For sure. So, for sure, man. For sure. I got one more point to make, if that's okay. I want to take up too much of your time. Um, but I do think that some of the fans that have us going like 10 and 2 and 11 and 1 are pretty delusional. And I'm with you. I've been listening to the pod. 
some of these drugs these people are smoking, man. It, like even our Connor Shaw teams with far more talent never got over that 10 and two regular season hump. Like I don't see how we have that talent. We don't. With a more competitive SEC. We, like, we don't. We don't. We don't. The <laughs> SEC is more competitive. The mm-hmm. East is better than it was when we were there. They've added more teams in SEC who are far better. And yeah. so it's like we didn't get over the hump with our best teams. How the hell are we going to do that with this team? And so I think a 7-5 and five and 8-4 and four would just be phenomenal for yeah. Shane Beamer in his second year. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I mean, again, you're, you're – you're sane in your take. You are um, – you're, you're normal in your take. I, I agree with you. I mean, listen, it's the preseason, and we're 19 days away from kickoff, and so that's why you're seeing a lot of the, oh, I get you. A lot of the madness, if you will. And, and I understand folks are hyped up and excited and all that. But, listen, just because you bleed yeah. garnet and black and you love your Gamecocks, and that don't mean jack yeah. shit when the teams play. So, it's, it's just, you know, reality sure, is the, the unfortunate thing is this. All, for all of those who have these crazy high expectations and thinking about winning 10 and 11 games, uh, unfortunately, the Gamecocks playing a league where reality will set in very, very quickly, and you have nowhere to hide. So, I mean, listen, how many times yeah. have, How many times have we come into a season with, you know, I'm not even saying unrealistic expectations, but just these hopes and dreams, and you play Georgia week two or three, and they smack you across the face, and you come that crashing down to reality really quickly about where you are as a football team. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but I'm just saying that uh, if you do have those deficiencies, there will be nowhere to hide. And uh, so I agree with you, man. An eight and four season, as I predicted, would be a phenomenal year. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll be uh, flying down to the opener. So maybe I'll make my way down to the tailgate. Yeah, come by Seawells, man. We'd love to have you. Talk some ball, hang out, chill. Be a good time. For sure, man. For sure, man. All right. Take care. Thanks for the pod. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. And appreciate him tuning into the podcast form of the Daily Crow. You guys make sure you go do that. Also, leave five stars for it. Um, <clears throat> Arthur Bear says, <clears throat> excuse me, coaches and AP both think the Gamecocks aren't a top 25 team. I'm just trying to understand the logic. Arthur Bear, can I ask you a question? Do you think the Gamecocks are a top 25 team? He also mentions new AP poll is out, Gamecocks not included. I don't see the big hype with Kentucky as they're in the poll. Who are they bringing back that's better than what we Gamecocks are bringing? Well, Arthur, again, when it when it comes, you have to understand this now, when it comes to AP Top 25, and it comes to preseason polls, which do not matter, a lot of who they're putting in their Top 25, it goes back to benefit of the doubt. It goes off, what did you do last year? Guys, Kentucky won 10 games last season. They return Will Levis, their quarterback. And you know what? I think Kentucky's overrated. I think Kentucky's overhyped, no doubt. But, guys, they've won four bowl games in a row. They have won more consistently than the Gamecocks over the past four years. So they're going to get more benefit of the doubt. And you've got a guy in Will Levis that people think is a first-rounder. So that's why they're getting more credit than South Carolina. Now, again, for me, I would not have the Gamecocks in my preseason top 25. I don't think South Carolina is a preseason top 25 team. I I don't think so. We haven't earned anything. We haven't. We've added some nice pieces. Of course, Spencer Rattler, the headliner. But outside, truly, of Rattler and Stogner, there there are questions. I mean, there's questions everywhere. There's even questions with Rattler, guys. Again, there are three ways to look at the season. I hate to repeat myself, but I will. The Garnet Glasses optimistic view the chicken curse pessimistic view, and the 
realistic view. Okay. So for every position, for everything you could tell me to say why we're going to win 10 games, I could combat you and give you reasons why we're going to win five or six. But the truth lies somewhere in the middle. By the way, to, to earlier, Mark Regal freaking out, saying that put some respect on, on Dylan Wanham's name. Bro, nobody's, nobody's calling out Dylan Wanham. I think Dylan Wanham's a fine player. I got no issues with Dylan Wanham. But the O-line as a whole was trash last year. Would you disagree? Would you disagree? And it takes more than one guy to be good. So I think Dylan Wanham's a good – I think he's an NFL type of talent. But that O-line last year was abysmal. You know, a lot of our success this year is based off how they play. And you can't say, listen, you can't say the O-line is anything other than a question mark. You just you just can't. You cannot. You can't. So, rat, hey, rat, you could say Rattler's a question mark. O-line's a question mark. You got a bunch of guys you've added that James Madison, Arkansas State, I mean, Central Michigan, they don't guarantee they're going to be a baller at the SEC level. I don't know. We think they are, but I don't know. So, there are real question marks. And again, as I've told you all before, it's unrealistic to think all those question marks go against South Carolina, right? That all these guys just don't pan out. That's not going to happen, guys. That's not. But it's also unrealistic to think that all these guys are going to be all Americans. Some of them might just be okay. You know? Hey, DJ Sun Tzu OG, you're more than welcome to call in, my guy. You're more than welcome to call in. Um, yes, phone lines are... Wide open, my dude. They're wide open. You're welcome to call in. Uh, and I will just say this. Super Sneaky Boy. He said, <laughs> love the username. He says, they may be a top 25 team. We won't know till the season gets rolling. Hey, you're going to have the opportunity to prove it, man. You want respect? Hey, you got Arkansas week two. You got Georgia week three. Go get them. Go get them. Tyler Gay, appreciate you tuning in. He says, ready to have a beer at Seawells. Let's go. The boys will follow back. Yes, sir. Tyler, cannot wait. Please come by. I will be announcing the details for the Seawells tailgate very, very soon, right around the corner. Um, probably about a week and a half before we really get going. Maybe even like next week. Maybe next week I'll announce the details. Uh, we're still kind of working on details also with uh, Kona Ill House and everything they're trying to do. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out and go from there. But excited. Very excited, man. We're 19 days. It's crazy to think. You know, I don't know about you guys, but most years, it's 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 weird because it's like I'm ready for kickoff, but then when game day gets here, you're like, holy shit, it's actually here. Like, it's surreal because I think we get accustomed to you spend so much time counting it down, awesome. you're like, you can't believe it's here. This year, I'm ready. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, man, I'm I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, man. Just listening to, listening to the show, and uh, I always – I always chime in on the stars, uh, the stars argument. Mm -hmm. So, just let me ask you this: How do you measure success on an individual level in college football and a team level in college football? Just how do you measure success for an individual player? Um, I would probably just say the impact for individual player yeah, and I mean, for and for team success. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, statistics. I mean, statistics measure success. Numbers. I mean, not, not just that. So let's say in college football, individual success is measured by your all-conference teams, your all of Oh, yeah, teams, okay. Yeah, your, you know, your, best, your accolades. Your accolades. Yeah, your accolades. Yeah. Yes. Now, how do you measure team success in college football? Yeah, accolades as far as what did the team do? Championship, yeah, bowl wins. The, yeah. Yeah, the college, college right. football participants, your right. the national championship. Yeah. 
and another individual uh, uh, another individual accolade after college football is the NFL draft. Right. Yeah, draft picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at if you look at those, any way you measure success in college football, conference championship, conference uh, all conference, all American, award winners, bowl uh, uh, playoff participants, NFL draft. Stars matter. Uh, they four and five stars dominate the rest. You got an eighty percent chance of making. I uh, you have a eighty percent more chance of making it than a than a four star even a five star does. Mm. It's just it's weird to argue that it, it, after so much after so much after so much research. It's just, it's just strange. Yeah. And, I mean, and they, they've literally that, got it down to practically that. a science at this point. Like, yeah, it, it is, it is, yeah. I mean, and, it, and it's not, you know what's funny, my guy? Like, it's not a hot take. The team with the best, like, I think of it this way. You know what I equate it to in my head? Like, we're playing a, a game, like, we're playing a pickup game in the backyard, you know? If I know which of the guys of my buddies are, like, faster or bigger or stronger or just better, and I pick them, we're going to beat the other team because we got the better players. So that that's what it's like. That's what I equate it to and think of it as. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no duh. You know, when you were playing pickup in the backyard, if you if you've got the biggest, strongest guy out of the friend group, you're probably gonna win. You know, like that's not a hot take. That's just normal. You know? It's just it's it's weird that I I hate saying we. It's weird that Gamecock fans get into that, oh well, stars matter. And then we talk about Kenny McKinley, Connor Shaw. Now uh, he said Melvin Ingram. Now Melvin yeah. Ingram and uh, and the tight end that that went on to play. Uh, he dropped Jared the ball Cook. Jared Cook. Titans. Yeah, yeah. Look, those two were monsters. Hmm. By by all means, they were they were monsters. But Connor Shaw, Kenny McKinley, they aren't playing anywhere else besides Vanderbilt and the SEC. They they're great as far as South Carolina is concerned, but. You think Kenny McKinley gets on the field at freaking Georgia or Florida or anywhere else in the uh, – uh, Alabama, anywhere else in the conference? No. He He's South Carolina good. You, I mean, Connor Shaw's not playing anywhere else in the conference. And he had one of the, the greatest defenses in South Carolina history. He had one of the greatest players in South Carolina history on defense where you have to – you have to account for him every time. I, Jadavian Clowney was the Percy Harvin of defense, where you have to account for him every single time because he could do one thing. He could make the he could do nothing all game, but he could make the one play to just turn the entire game around. He was he was just that good. He he made everybody else on defense that good. Then you had the Chad Sutton. Then you had. The, the defensive backs and Marcus Lattimore, and you had uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey from Calhoun County. Come on, man. Stars matter. But you, you had the greatest run you ever had when you had the, the most talent infusion you ever had under the greatest coach you ever had. Come on, man. This, this, is, this is simple. This, is, this really is this, this really in science. You don't have to think outside of the box on this. You just, you know, you just – Use their head. See what's right in front of you. The most talent South Carolina has ever had. They had the best seasons they ever had. 
under the greatest coach they ever had. That's it, bro. I'm a holler. I appreciate you, man. Great stuff as always. I'm a Connor Shaw guy, man. I, uh, uh, hey, listen, I love Aaron. Love it. He brings the heat. He brings the heat. I appreciate him. Uh, you start talking about Shaw and McKinley, though. That, that kind of I, – I think I understand the point he's trying to make, but using those two, I'm not sure it's the greatest – those are the greatest uh, examples. Examples. Maybe – maybe listen, maybe Connor Shaw is not a legend somewhere else, but I would say Kenny McKinley would have played other places for sure. Yeah. And, and you can't take, come on, man. You can't take anything away from a Connor, Connor Shaw. What Connor Shaw, uh, what did, he did at Carolina. I, either way, either way. Aaron, I appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. Uh, 843-790-337. Some of the guys, that's 843-790-3377. We're going to roll through the last six minutes or so here on this, on this Monday. Monday, August 15th, 2022. In case you missed big news out of LSU, Miles Brennan stepping away from football. Wow. Crazy stuff. Also, the AP Top 25 is out. Gamecocks picking up two votes, effectively being ranked 43rd in the country, which I think is fine. It's fair, whatever. You want respect, go earn it. Guys, podcast, by the way, dropped this morning. A real damn good one, by the way. Talking South kind of running backs. Uh, we also talked updates from the scrimmage over the weekend, Vakari Swain's commitment, and then again, the position unit preview series that rolls on, talking about uh, most approved, best overall, season will be successful if, and uh, just a full breakdown of South Carolina's running backs entering the 2022 season. Really, really fun stuff. Uh, content bleeding out the aisles. I, I love these position unit previews, man. It's so fun to dissect and really dive into these positions and everything that's going to make this football team what it is. You know what I mean? So Wednesday's show, we'll talk receivers. Friday's show, we'll talk tight ends. And then next week, we'll get into offensive line. And then next Wednesday, we'll start getting into defense as we continue to count down the days to kick. Uh, Joseph says, Chris, how does it feel to be a Carolina legend? Joseph, I'm, I'm just uh, just a guy with a mic, man. <laughs> just, just a dude, my guy, just a dude. Age of Hour says Shaw was just behind a very good quarterback at the time until his number was called. Shaw made guys around him look like all-stars. Yeah, hey, listen, I, I love, AJ, I love Connor Shaw. I love Connor Shaw. I've got the Connor Shaw memorabilia in my place. Huge Shaw guy. Uh, Joseph, Chris, going into this season, how do you feel you are ready? Are you talking about me to elevate your game to the next level? Are you talking about how am I going to elevate? Um, I guess if you're talking on the content side of things and the business side of things, man, I'm just going to continue to bring the heat, man. Joseph, yeah, he's actually, uh, hey, this is fun, Joseph. We're taking it off the field and taking it to business. Uh, what am I doing, Ray, to elevate my game to the next level? Man, I'm going to just keep it coming with content. I always try to keep things sharp and evolve and grow and, and uh, you know, just try to keep keep it up, man, and, and, and keep up the heat, you know what I'm saying? Keep up the intensity, the energy, the, 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 the passion, if you will. I mean, that, that, that's my plan, and to be consistent, to be consistent, you know what I mean? So, um you know, my, I'm, I'm always thinking about and looking at different ways. You know, we're all in, always enhancing equipment, by the way. Joseph, I've got an I've got a external camera on the way. I mean, I'm always looking at ways we can sharpen things and evolve and, and grow and all that good stuff. Let's jump on this here. JTS2 Solutions. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail. 
What's going on? How are you? Hey, what's up, man? Sun Tzu. Oh, what's up, Sun Tzu? Uh, I, I didn't know who the call was coming from because I heard JPS2 Solutions. I was like, is this a business call or what? Uh, yeah, it's a little uh, thing I'm trying to start. Man, I'm a fan of you, dude. Uh, I'm trying to follow in your footsteps. I look up to you, bro. Like, I appreciate uh, it, man. I appreciate I'm, a, it. I'm a content creator as well. You know what I mean? I appreciate it, man. But uh, I heard you just got a few minutes, man, so I, I'll keep it as quick as I can, man. Yeah. Uh, just in response to what was his name? Uh, the gentleman that just called, Alex, I believe. Aaron. Aaron. Uh, yeah. I thought Aaron. Aaron. He's a yeah, he, he's a strong. Um, he had a lot of strong opinions, and I I appreciate all that. I just wanted to to come back on the Connor Shaw thing. Uh, yeah, he might have been a two star or whatever, you know. But if you give him a chance, you know, it's it's about opportunity. You know what I mean? And had some other team given him a chance, I think he would have done just as well. You know what I mean? Like uh, in Alabama, for instance. Like I bet Alabama would still win the national title if they put Connor Shaw in there. In fact, Georgia would be an upgrade. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Shaw guy, man. I mean, I'm a Shaw guy. Yeah, me too. I, I, uh, you will, you will not hear me in any way bash. The greatest quarterback. He's the man, dude. He is a man, bro. And I, I I guess I don't have time, man. But I wrote down some things that I'm concerned about the Gamecock fan base Mm -hmm. uh, with the overhype of this year. Uh, One, I think you know Rattler. uh, I heard this in the press conference. He needs, and I'm probably talking too fast, and I'm sorry. No, you're Um, good. Can Rattler? Can Rattler get rid of the ball fast, faster than he's used to? You know what I mean? Like. Oklahoma, we don't have Oklahoma offensive line, and we're not playing the teams they're playing. You know what I mean? Right. So he's going to have to change his style, you know? Right. That's just what I feel like, you know? And that's what I'm worried about, honestly, you know? And uh, so can he get rid of – and that, I don't know if you caught this, but on the press conference yesterday, the coach has said uh, – Coach Beamer said he had told uh, Spencer Rattler that if he if it wasn't for the you know green jersey or whatever that he would have gotten lit up yesterday in practice or whatever yeah. in scrimmage, <laughs> so I'm worried about that man. Then if we finish say six and six, right? Right. <clears throat> uh, I mean, can or I hope the fans can continue to keep this momentum going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, what I would worry me is like say Spencer. Spencer probably is going to drop out and not even play the bowl game. I mean, I, I don't right. know that. I, I, I think it's. That. I think it's. But, I will tell you, unless the Gamecocks are in a New Year's Day, New Year's Six Bowl, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, if South Carolina goes <laughs> yeah. between six and six and eight I mean, and four, I, as we predict, yeah, mm-hmm. I I think it is. I think it is a fair prediction to make that there's a chance mm-hmm. he he opts out and sits out of the bowl game. I, I mean, that's just becoming such right. a normal thing. He's an NFL guy. Right, right. I almost would expect it. It is what it is. Yeah, me too, man. And so that makes me think, like, are we going to get the backup of who I love? I can't think of his name, but I, I just love him for his toughness and stuff. Uh, are we going to give him any reps, any reps, you know? Mm-hmm. Cody, are we going to give him, him any reps, enough reps, you know, because I know – it's you know Beamer said it is what it is you know like there, it's really there's no competition for the number one but you know I just I, I think if, if, if say we finish six and six right 
I think it would be very important to win that seventh game, just like it was this last year, you know? It would be very important to keep the momentum going. Back-to-back bowl wins, first time in a long time that's happened, you know? Uh, you know, you can draw good off that, you know what I mean? Stuff that probably Spencer doesn't really care about, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but back, you know, and I think next year, I think we might finally have the depth, you know what I mean? And uh, I'll get off the phone, man. I'm a big fan, and I appreciate what you're doing, sir. Hey, I appreciate right. you, man. Call in any time. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Great stuff and a great way to end it, folks. That was great. Great call. Um, dude, thank you all for always bringing the heat, man, bringing the banter. And uh, one last thing, I'll get to what uh, my guy Joseph asked. Chris, what are your thoughts on Shadow of Death Valley? Slap dick, but, but very entertaining. I'll give him credit. He's entertaining. He makes Twitter fun. Uh, he said, going into week four, what steps are you going to take to keep the fans entertained despite a lesser opponent? Man, we just keep it coming. Keep the heat coming with the content, man. Every game matters. Every game matters, and there's always things to look for. There's always things to watch. There's always reasons, Joseph, to be excited about South Carolina athletics, not even just Gamecocks football, all of it. You guys know, man. I live it with passion, and I leave with gratitude and perspective, and I'm just grateful to get to wake up every day and talk about my favorite team and and do something I love and have the ability to to chat and conversate with you all and put out value into the universe and and uh, do it on a consistent basis and, and, and you know, pursue my dreams and, and aspirations and goals and, and uh, again, fuel myself with that way. I mean, that, that's that, that's really what drives me, man, is, is gratitude, perspective. You know, a lot of people ask, Chris, where does your energy come from? How do you stay keeping going? Man, I just – I have so much per- – per- I have so much perspective because I've woken up and not been fulfilled and not been happy and not loved what I – what I did. And so the fact that I get to do that, that is something I, I stay grateful for 24, 7, 365. That drives me, that perspective drives me and you guys drive me as well. So I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, check out the podcast form of this in case you missed anything, the daily crow on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else you find your podcast. Also guys, also, um, the podcast, of course, that dropped this morning. Stay tuned to all the content. Podcast, Daily Crow, rolling all week content, bleeding out the eyeballs. You already know the drill. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Y'all take care.